This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome everyone. Carm Capriato, the Aftermarket Weekly Show, where every couple of weeks we get a chance to do a shop tour. Mac Akram is here. Hello, Mac. How are you? Hello there. I'm doing great. How you doing? I am super duper. Thank you for coming on and doing this. I can't wait to dig into your world, your uh, what's going on at your place out in Chandler, Arizona, Max Complete Auto Repair. And he told Thank me he's only, it's like five years. That's it. Yeah. He started in 2018 legally, you know, uh, as a shop owner. But you have been at it for a long, long time. And it, listen, I yeah. want to encourage everyone, you know, on our network, Kim and Brian uh, Walker from the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast interviewed this guy in a very long and lengthy, wonderful episode in their podcast number 37. Please listen to Mac's story of coming over from Baghdad when you were a teenager you know, that war torn country and all that stuff and immigrating to the U.S. I love the immigration stories. Of course, I'm, I think, third generation Italian immigrant. Uh, yeah, that's how we all got here somehow, right? Absolutely. It's the country of opportunities. It sure is. It's well, look, at, can't wait to dig into some really uh, neat and exciting things. But I want to tell you that we're coming to you uh, live on tape from the Dorman OE Fix Studio. Thank you, Dorman. Dorman Products creates hundreds of new automotive replacement products every month. Part of what makes Dorman so unique is their ideation of new and innovative products. They have dedicated teams all across the U.S., Mexico, and Canada looking for new product ideas. Since every solution starts with a problem, these teams of researchers, field analysts, product specialists, and contributors consistently visit repair shops and make field calls. Now, this is to best understand the problems the industry is facing. In certain cases, Dorman will manufacture aftermarket replacements so you aren't forced to go back to the OE. Other times, experts take it an additional step, further solving what made the original part problematic in the first place. Solving for a problem is what powers the innovation engine at Dorman. Dorman Products has become an incredible engine for innovation. They are constantly bringing new replacement parts to the automotive industry, and they routinely release tens of thousands of parts across all different categories. Now, why do they do all of this? To enable technicians the freedom to fix their customers' cars and trucks. To do this, Dorman has dedicated teams focused on different aspects of the vehicle to ensure that they are meeting the needs of the aftermarket. Although a lot of their parts are reverse engineering of original equipment, they also redesign and redefine solutions such as their loaded knuckles or programmable electronic power steering rack. Dorman has invested in these OE Fix innovations to help you save time, your customer money, and prevent vehicles from coming back to your shop. In certain cases, Dorman will manufacture aftermarket replacements so you aren't forced to go back to the OE. Hey, want to know more about Dorman? Visit dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. I love some of the innovative products that they come up with. So how cool is that? Comes in pretty handy, yes. Yeah, it does. Well, okay, Mac, let's jump in this thing. Are you addicted to working on cars? Yes, I am, actually. I get very bored every now and then getting stuck right here in the front office. So I have to go in back and uh, get my hands a little dirty. And the guy start yelling at me or making fun of me, actually, every time the phone rings and go, hey, the phone rang. <laughs> so I cannot complete that job. Do they just stand there and they say, get out? Pretty much. I tend to make more mess right now in the back than I actually do any good. So Matt Fonslow's podcast, when Matt Scundrich was on and he's, 
he's doing all these programming diagnostics all day. And he goes, I just want to do a set of tires just to get it out of my system. <laughs> just to grab the hammer. Boom. And think about being a shop owner. Of course, you are. You just are so involved in every other aspect of the business. Not from once you started as a loop tech years ago, but now the brainiac side, the leadership side of the business is I just, it's like, I want to go home and cut my lawn. I just want to do something physical, right? Definitely so, man. It gets caught up to you. You know, I mean, I love that challenge. I love new challenges a new thing and new level and new step to learn and keep it up. But I'll tell you, man, every now and then I like to get back in there. Uh, for example, I got a BMW as a, my personal car. I'm making a project out of it, making a little quick slick. And, you know, I put it on the lift. I grab the press or stuff. I get my hands dirty. You know, I got to. I itch if I don't. I know one thing that you're passionate about, and so is what I do to advance the aftermarket. You know, the whole professionalism side. I've been talking so much about professionalism of late, and I know that you could just be right there step by step with me on this. What do we have to do as an industry to bring our level of professionalism up to the consumer? Now, I know your customers look at you in a completely different light than a lot of other people from outside the industry. What can we do to take one person over the line? It's simple. I always say, hey, or my vision when I started this, my own business is let's raise the standards. You know, our industry is looked at so dirty, so not trustworthy. Very few, well, it's getting better, thank God, you know, but uh, you can only trust few shops, you know, and I hear this all the time. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, let's take a step back, look at the big picture, listen to the customer, understand what he's really after, trust his needs first, and then go after everything else. One, that's number one, in my opinion. Number two is make your shop look clean, man. It's just, this is a high-tech industry today. So why not make it look like one when you walk into it, right? I mean, our people walk into our shop and I'm blessed, you know, I'm not bragging really. I love what I did right here. It was always in my vision to have glass transparency. Customer can see and look through what's his car again worked on. My floors are white epoxy. You walk in there and it's sometimes it looks like as good as a dental office, to be honest. So I think those little things matter, man. Keeping your base clean, keeping your tools organized properly, your floors clean, your waiting area. And then you go the extra mile when it comes to customer service and helping your customer by just listening to your customer. Take an extra two minutes, three minutes. You know, my guys tell me, hey, man, you talk too much. I'm like, take a sec. Let's listen to this guy. You know, he came in, he goes, Mac, my goal with this vehicle here is I wanted to pass this three months only. I'm literally waiting. I placed an order for a new vehicle. It's three months out, but I cannot drive it uh, with whatever the problem is. I'm like, all right, man, cool. So here is what's wrong. Here is to address it for your three months, for example. But really, the right way to do it is this. And just give him the option. Advise him what the right way was. Give him the option and just let him choose. I think that's what we got to do. We just be a little more communication. Just address the fact that I only believe that 20% of the entire industry is doing digital vehicle inspections, doing a thorough job in evaluating the customer's vehicle for, as you say, they keep it three months, six months, nine months, whatever excuse they want to bring in to tell you how long I'm going to keep the vehicle. And you says, listen, I can make this thing run 250,000 miles if you want. Trust me, I can do that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Why aren't we embracing this as, as a super professionalism tool for our customer? You know, it's DVI is a huge 
a huge, huge change to the industry, you know, in my opinion. And I think many shop owners agree with this. One of the good things I do, we offer part of our services anyways. My technicians literally take a good 30 to 40 minutes going through the vehicle. I have pictures, I have videos, I pull up some educational videos on what's going on, right? And then here, here's how a wheel bearing really works. I mean, I can only do so much and explain things to you, you know, but there is these animation videos you can attach to the repair order, uh, to the inspection. Uh, and it's like a 40 second video. Take a look at it. It gives you an idea about, okay, well, uh, my suspension system is just the struts. No, no, no. There is a ball joint. There's a control arm. There's sway bar length, multiple components. Today, your strut is shot. But your control arm is at, you know, 30% torrent. So we're going to beat it up another five to 10,000 miles and then we'll keep an eye on it. And if it required turn more into 40, 50, then we'll attack it. One of my huge philosophies right here with my customers is drop off a vehicle. We're doing a major repair. We just got wrapped up with a 2014 Wrangler and we had to do like cylinder head gaskets. I had a burnt valve. But before I went ahead and I just focused on this, I said, look, Mr. Customer, I'm going to go ahead and give it a multi-point inspection, you know, complete. I want you to see what else your vehicle may require in the near future or even today, like marked as red, right? And then I'll present you with estimates. Really, whether you're spending a hundred bucks or $10,000 in it, I want to know what you're putting your money into. You want to know what you're putting your money into and make an educated decision. So it's really as simple as that, in my opinion. It takes extra effort uh, from the tech to be patient and spend that extra five minutes taking photos and, you know, making comments and write that description. And people love it, man. People love it right here. I mean, I can have you ask any of our customers the details and all of that. And I think that's what it takes, you know, to raise the bar, raise your standards. You know, it's no more, okay, diagnostic performs, check engine light is on, uh, need a water pump. What did you do? You did more than that. So what do you tell a friend, a fellow shop owner? He says, hey, are you doing DVIs? He goes, no, my guys won't do them. You're missing out big time. You know, it's not all about money, man. It's about the passion to the industry, a passion to your job. I mean, I guess you cannot teach passion, you know, it has to come within, I think. But if your technician or you as a shop owner or anybody in any career for that sake, if you're not passionate about what do you do, you're never going to do it right. Mac, have we failed to explain to our people, since they're using it as their excuse as to why they can't do it? the value this ends up ultimately for the client. And without that intimacy and trust, no like and trust thing going on so that they see what we're doing for them, we may not have a business here over time. We may be atrophying over years and we're going to kind of go away. And so this is not, uh, well, I never thought of this analogy, but this could be an antibiotic. This could be a topical to put on a festering wound. I'm getting a little crazy off the edge here. But something that says this is an ointment for the future of our business? A hundred percent, man. Like I said, they got to buy into it. They got to understand why I'm taking this extra minute to take this photo. Think of it like you're fixing your mom's car, your wife's, your daughter's. You want to put your heart into it, in other words. It's one thing you're in it just, if you're in it just for the money, that's wrong. But my guys, and I'm blessed, like I said, with my team. Take pride in what you do, man. Take a pride in what you do. Take a photo, show that customer. I let my customers talk to my technicians if they have to. You know, ask them, chit chat with them. Sometimes Tony gets pretty technical and uh, kind of exceeds my limits sometimes. I'm like, here, talk to Tony if a customer wants to listen to it. I'm like, hey, Tony, you mind? Let's talk to uh, Mr. Martin right here, you know? And they love it, man. If a technician doesn't buy into this, then I don't know if he has his heart into it. I get it where it gets a little bit more of a 
time-consuming, because it is, but the payout on the long term for two things. First, your reputation as a tech, your integrity, your transparency, you feel good about it. You did your job at, in, from all corners anyways and delivered that message to the customer. And then building a customer for life, man. This customer can never question you again. And if he wants to, I'll be happy to. Come here, I'll show you. You know, I tell you why you pay 300 bucks for a diagnosis. Let's go. Bring it up to them. Oh, I love it. Thank you for all of this. Do me a favor. Put yourself inside the business. Look into those bays for me. What do you see that you got to do next? Is it training? Is it equipment? Is it redesign? Is it redeploy? Is it getting lean? What, what do you got to do in there to take it to another level? In my particular scenario, what I'm looking for is I, I'm looking into getting more into the ADAS as well, adding that to the shop. However, that does require a little bit of real estate room, you know, and I only have 3,500 square feet right here altogether, you know, wall to wall. So if I had to improve, I had to improve that. Uh, and I want to improve that along with, you know, an alignment machine. Really, I don't have one because I cannot fit one. So that's as far as my particular shop go. The next one, when it comes from a technician standpoint, and even me, training, man, training, 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 training. Cannot emphasize it enough. You know, I have once a month at least, I get like diagnosed nation or one of these... Uh, high-tech instructors, uh, put a live call in the shop. Let's get hands-on scope, whether it's a scope, whether it's engine performance. You got to stay up to date, you know, you got to stay up to date and that what sets you apart. So you're investing in training for your guys. Is it a, a certain requirement that you feel they need to have in order to stay at the top of their game? And, you know, in today's industry, I'm pretty sure you're aware of this. You have to stay up to date, period. You know, otherwise you'll be outdated. And then it'll be too hard to catch up. And then you're playing to catch up. Then uh, my philosophy is I want to be ahead of the curve at least one step. You know, I don't want to be 10 miles. Well, I wish, but I don't want to be 10 miles ahead of the curve. Just one step ahead of the curve, looking of what's going on out of the factory line or the assembly line. And then just stay in loop and learning all the new philosophies that the engineerings are coming for. One, two, really to better serve your customer. I mean, we get quite a bit cars, to be honest, from different shops around here that they hit the wall dead end, couldn't figure out. Or sometimes I get customers to pull them out of the dealership because they've been staying right there for two, three weeks and they don't even have an answer for them. They give you that general answer where you're going to need the whole transmission. You're going to need the whole engine. You're going to need the complete AC kit. Well, there are times where you do this, you know. But again, serving the customer by having the top-notch knowledge and equipment, that's really another point of it. So kind of both as far as requirements, yeah, they're going to stay up to date, man. They have to. Training, right tools, and the professionalism. I'm so happy we talked about all this stuff now. We've done some shows recently on dressing for success. And I see you have a really nice polo collared type shirt going here. I'm against the t-shirt. I'm against blue on blue because I think it looks dirty. It looks like traditional old, you know, dirty kind of job. How do you dress your guys? I'll tell you what. On the long run, I want to have them wear a white shirt. And I do. Oh, wow. I love it. In the lab coat, the, yeah, the computer in the lab coat guy, right? Yeah, no, I want them to wear a white shirt, but we do a lot of heavy engine and they're, they're like, no, 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 no. Well, right now, I mean, we got a uniform, you know, we have uh, black and gray 
and pants or shorts, steel toe, of course, safety glasses. But that's how they dress it. They got our logo right here. Their name, I think, on the other side. Does the counter have a different shirt or a different uniform than the guys in the base? So, yes. And again, my business is small still. It's in the growing stages. So I'm the one in the front, but this is the counter uh, wears. That's what, yeah, that's what the guys in the front. And I got multiple colors, you know, just to change it up a little bit, kind of like a golf style thing. And now we're going to get a chance to look inside of Max Complete Auto Repair in Chandler, Arizona. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So that's the front of our shop. That's how you walk to it. We're at the corner of Chandler Boulevard and 56th Street in Chandler. Thank you for Brian Walker taking these videos for us. Yeah. I just love glass. I mean, I think glass just dresses up a place so much, especially that openness. More light, more glass. I don't know how to translate this, but refreshing to me. Yeah, so that's the waiting room right there. Got a little TV out there for entertainment. I don't have a lot of waiters in our shop, but, you know, if they need to, they wait. Here is our little bit of our certifications. Uh, here is the first glass they get to see through the shop as you're waiting. Here is Ahmed, some of the certifications. That's me and Kim chit-chatting. Here is our office. That's where the, uh, you know, me and the customer sit down and hash things out. Batteries, beverages, water, Perrier, all of that stuff, tea, coffee. I need to ask you a question about those little Max cards that were on that top. Are those just business cards? Yes. You know, I have a very small, it's right here, actually. My card holder was done to me by one of my customers, actually. She did this. She made it for us out of scratch. So I put my cards over here. The downside is only it can only take few cards. So I leave the rest right there. That's okay. I get it. That is cool. Thank you. Having business cards out in the beverage area, I think is a great, great idea. Nice restroom. That's just for the customer, right? Yeah, we only have one restroom in the shop, but we keep it pretty clean. Well, now we're seeing the white floors you talked about. Yeah. So there you go. That's where the action happens right here. Here's our key box. Here is our whiteboard, seat covers, and all of that stuff. Here's our lunchroom, microwave, fridge. Was this a shop before you moved into it, or did you modify this? It was not. It was not. It was a softball or baseball batting. Yeah. But the kitchen was already there. Softball batting? Okay. So you've got room for how many vehicles in here? So I have four lifts, two 10 pounds and two 12,000 pounds. So four working. And then we got, at the end of the day, that's my father. He sits around and chills. At the end of the day, we can fit about, you know, 10 cars inside when we lock it up, but technically four working areas. The whole thing of the clean, the white, the beautiful floors, you believe that you can charge what you charge and be a premium supplier because of your professionalism. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there is no reason why not. We go, man, it's a high tech industry. You know, there's a lot of time in this. There is a lot of effort. We're fixing engineering mess-ups, the way I like to put it. I heard you say that on their show, and I wrote that down when I was listening to that. We fix engineering problems, mess-ups. That's brilliant. That's great. I love it. That's our compressor room right there. Do you have any outdoor bays? I don't have any outdoor bays, no. Uh, everything is indoor. We're doing a lot of rebuilds for a couple of classics, but that's where we keep our oils right there, coolant. That's the new stuff. We use all Valvoline right there, and then they use next to it. Yeah, you see, we keep it. We try to keep it pretty clean. And somewhere right here in Arizona gets up to 120 or whatever. Our shop actually have a five-ton AC system in there, so that roll-up door right there gets shot 
and you know it's 75 degrees inside the shop all year round for a five-year business i mean you've been in the industry for how many years mac i've been ranching professionally for 10 years you've heard the story i started as a quick lube you know at toyota and uh, worked my way up from there some of the instructors that well i went to mesa community college to study a little bit of it and then uh, my instructor, Nate Wynn, got me into Toyota. He used to be a master tech right there. And I started right there, right around 2013, I want to say. A couple of years over there, and then some independents, some fleet areas, uh, shops or companies. Um, and finally, took off on my own. I was fed up with the untrustworthy stuff that happens between service advisors and technicians, the downside to it. So... And I just decided to take a different approach to the industry. I'm going to show the rest of the world. I'm going to show them how it's done. Lead by example, man. Lead by example. Beautiful business. Clean. You are the antithesis of professionalism. I appreciate that. And it's always great to have someone who wants to change the industry. You know, one car, one customer at a time. We do our best, man. We do our best. You got to believe in it to go in it. You got to do it with heart. Money is important, you know, making profit is important, but really get that message across, you know, how good am I delivering that, you know, change the view of it. And the really neat thing about Mac here is we met Mac at the Institute Summit, which means he has a coaching company being in business for a very short amount of time. When did you hire your coach? You've been in business five years. Was it a few years ago or just recent? Started with Cecil Bullard in 2020. Wow. So you weren't in business, but more than a couple of years and realized that you could use the support and the discipline and the guidance and the mentoring and the coaching that you can get from a coaching company. I started as a technician, so I had a technician mentality, you know, and learned, of course, the hard way. And I'm sure multiple shop owners do it the same way. Sold yourself cheap, your services cheap and being the best cheap guy. <laughs> the best cheap guy. <laughs> I love that. So soon enough, you realize that's burning you. And that's what really happened. And like, I got to find a way this has got to be done better than this. So yeah, that's when I got in touch with Cecil Bullard and took off. A lot of guys saying I'm the cheap best guy and uh, they need to wake up and realize they need to be the greatest, most expensive guy. And they don't think they can do it because they'll lose all their customers. But that's not how it is. You may find a brand new set of customers. It'll take time to get there, but you will. Definitely so, man. I tell my customers up front, I don't sugarcoat things right here, right? And I tell them that as well, literally like this. I'm like, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If your car is a piece of crap, I'm going to let you know. You know, if it's good, I'm going to let you know. If it's worth keeping, I'm going to let you know. Now, I don't make these decisions for you, but I'm going to tell you the integrity of it overall. And the other thing, I'm going to be like, look, up front, right here, you're paying a good 15% over my surroundings. And I said, our labor rate is higher than the dealership. But you get this whole service, this whole transparency, this whole trust, where you know, and sure enough, and you can call and ask my customers, man, I tell them all. Next time you come into my shop, Mac, here's this, here's what I'm having. Let me know. Don't deal. I, I so enjoy this. We have to have you back on the show in the future. Mac Akram, Max Complete Auto Repair, Chandler, Arizona. Beautiful place. Congrats to this great professional business and for being so passionate about advancing our aftermarket. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm very glad that we were able to do this finally, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mac. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. Thank you.